0: Minutes remaining.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Happy from 10K Dollar Day. It is Friday, the last Friday in July, hey. July 30th, 2021. I'm Lulu Picard.
0: I'm Allison Burns.
1: And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. You can also hear our voices on our other podcast, 10K Dollar Day. It's a comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel. And every single week, Allison and I spend a fake $10,000 somewhere in the world, and then we tell each other about it, and we do it all in 24 hours. Yeah. Not the, pod- the podcast is done in 24 hours, but specifically the spending of the $10,000 happens in 24 hours. Oh, my
0: God. Can you imagine if we did it in real time?
1: <laughs> and we're like, now it's 4 o'clock and I'm holding a parade. Uh, but this <laughs> is the 10-minute Daily Happy. That's right. And this
0: week we're featuring Buzzsprout, which hosts this podcast and our other podcast as well. They have the easiest way to host, promote, and track your podcast. And we've been with them ever since our very first episodes years and years and years ago. We've never looked back. And you can sign up for a paid Plan at 10 com slash buzzsprout. And you'll also get a $20 Amazon gift card.
1: All right. Uh, we've been talking, uh, well, we talked a little bit about the Olympics this last week. And so mm-hmm. let's just stay on this real fast. Um, um, the gymnast Simone Biles, who yeah. I love. I'm sure that everyone out there is a big fan because she's such an amazing athlete Mm -hmm. uh, and she's an incredible role model. And she and a bunch of other athletes just came out in the uh, magazine Health in June Uh talking about mental health. Okay. And a lot of athletes, I think, aren't quite open about this the way that some of them are doing. Well, maybe it's just that previously i think people weren't talking about it and now people are and especially athletes as leaders in that space are starting to talk about it and she certainly is one of those people she's given a lot of really amazing interviews lately about um her role in the sport and yeah. how she sees her leadership position especially coming out of uh, an abuse situation in the sport and okay. so She's been a really wonderful kind of thought leader in that space. And she came out saying that she, you know, she was seeing a psychologist every two weeks. Um, You have to kind of do these things. And as part of your training, as part of your life, and all these other athletes have come out to that, too. Have you noticed that this has been more of a topic that people be being open about it? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know if it was after. You know, the pandemic where people did so much like soul searching or uh, I don't know, or if they were tired of just kind of sitting around and not talking to to people and not being, you (laughs) know what I mean? If they just kind of like stewed in their own like, you know, thoughts and their own morals and their own like, you know, things that kind of you know, they're passionate about and now they just want to talk about it. But I've definitely, definitely noticed that. Even with, I think we've talked about this before, people even getting like, you know, their their uniforms made with something that has a statement on it or their shoes that have a statement or, you know, in their press conferences, you know, changing the subject to talk about what they're passionate about. I feel like there's a lot of that.
1: Yeah. And I know that when actors were doing – Whenever actors used to do that, like in the 80s or 90s, like in the 90s probably, yeah. you know, when they would win an Oscar mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they would turn to a social justice cause in the middle of their speech, people would roll their eyes, right? Yeah, like it was yeah, like yeah. this, oh, there they go being an actor again and having their cause, their free Tibet cause, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or whatever it was going to be. Um, And then you would see some people on social media say, could you just be an actor? Can actors just be actors? Yeah. And now... Uh, but it, what it's just hard because as a performer, you're like, but I am an actor, like that's all of me, right? Yeah. Like, like there's a difference there. It's just really interesting, and um, I wonder because we're in the performing arts, are our accountants feeling the same way? Like, do? Oh, right. <laughs> you know, like is a- athletes and actors? We kind of spend all of our waking hours tuning our mind and our body to do what we do, and. Yeah. And I think that there are lots of jobs where you can do what you do for eight hours and then go home and be a different person.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so are those lines getting blurred at those jobs too or just our jobs? (laughs) I don't
0: know. I don't know why. You're either. right. Cause, and I've had those thoughts before about like people who do – like if there are jobs that are, say, for instance, uh, physical labor, right? So yeah. if, if your job is mostly a physical labor, labor job, do you go and do that job for eight hours and you come home and you don't have to think about anything else? Do you know what I mean? Is it just like that's my job? Then I'm home and it's completely like you don't yeah. bring it home with you? I've had those thoughts before. and it, you it, know, Yeah.
1: I mean – Five I minutes think remaining. I think that's the appeal though. I think the I appeal, think so too, for sure. And listeners, please weigh in because we know that there's a lot of you who are not artists and athletes. But I think that part of the appeal is the home life takes precedence and the mm-hmm. home life is just home life.
0: Yeah. And
1: for artists, especially, and I'm sure athletes as well, and many other people, our jobs very much bleed into our home life.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, And I don't know a different way to have a home life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't really know what the difference is, except my dad. My dad had an eight hour, more than eight hours, but he had a job that could not bleed into his home life. He was an engineer and worked on secret things. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the example, right? When he's home, it's home. He's not working on stuff. He wasn't working on work stuff. There was nothing he could do at home because it needed a secure intranet and like he couldn't take the paperwork home Mm -hmm. so then when he was home he was home yeah that's not us
0: no not at all yeah it's a constant it's a constant job I guess you know
1: yeah and your husband as well because he's in the creative Mm -hmm. arts too so your house is just always working always working in that house um here's a house that's always working (laughs) okay (laughs) Dave Olson Uh, you know I, I just called you Dave David. And your name is David. I apologize. I don't oh, know you. I
0: love though that you guys are on like, you know,
1: I know, friendly. But you know what? I feel very strongly that people should I be know, called their do. right names. So I'm not gonna do that, David Olsen. You do, you do. Uh D man, David. No, I won't. Okay. So David <laughs> D-man. Olson I don't know. He lives in Michigan. He was doing a home improvement project in his house. He was demolishing the back steps of his house in early July. And then he saw something buried in the sand behind some cinder blocks.
0: Okay.
1: And it was a bowling ball. Oh. And he was like, what's up with this? What's up with this bowling ball? Then he started like looking around a little more in this house as he home improved it. Mm-hmm. He found 168 bowling balls. Why? <laughs> buried. What? Buried in his house. And so they were all from one place called Brunswick Bowling Ball. The Brunswick Bowling Ball Plant in Muskegon, Michigan. Okay. And he put this up on Facebook. Some of the old employees from that bowling ball plant contacted him on Facebook. Oh. Uh huh, and he said, "Yeah, we used to take the scrapped bowling balls to use as a cheaper alternative to gravel or sand." (gasps) Really? Yeah, I've never heard of that ever. Me too. No, me too. Of course, me too. Well, I mean, we also don't live near a bowling ball. Two minutes remaining. True. Yeah, so he's he's going to use them to do edging for his landscaping, which I think is that's really really
0: cute. cute. (gasps) That's Um, insane. I know,
1: a hundred and sixty-eight bowling balls. I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're heavy. They're not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, they're super heavy. Well, I mean, yeah, I know they're all different sizes, and they
1: exist, so they're being reused. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're they're bowling balls that already exist in the world, so they've already been manufactured. So I guess it's it,
0: crazy. It
1: makes but I also sense. feel like
0: they're all different colors. Like that'd be a it's it's I don't know. Yeah, how but he said that he had to- that is.
1: But he had to take it out of the behind the center. They were using it as a foundation.
0: Yeah, like under it the ground.
1: Under the ground. That's so crazy. But they're also not flat. I don't, I don't understand how they made it happen. But they. Yeah, I me don't, either. I don't really understand how they made it happen. But it'd be cool to find 168 bowling balls on your property. I guess. Heck yeah. Although I'd also be like, if I dig all these up, is there 168 bowling-sized holes?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm sure there would be.
1: All my properties. Should we just leave them in there?
0: Oh, I'd right absolutely now? think that it was. I wouldn't. I would go to something bad happened here first. What? Like if I found a bunch of bowling balls, I'd be like, "Oh, somebody used these to like do something bad, and they buried the evidence."
1: What?
0: That's what I would go to.
1: Thirty. You would Casca Montalato that thing. Do you know that story?
0: The Casca no. Montalato.
1: It's an Edgar Allan Poe short story, and um. And uh, they—spoiler alert, everyone! I mean, this is written in the 20s, so I apologize. But the—but he—he um, bricks someone up in the wine cellar, and that's how they oh. die.
0: Ten, <gasps> nine, yeah.
1: eight. It's dark. Six, six, five. So we're gonna end that four, here, everyone. Three, two, Have a good day. One.